This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 38. Coming up, we share tips on how to navigate your local farmer's market. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast, the podcast dedicated to navigating how we can improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we'll sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and do a deep dive into topics covering nutrition and fitness and a whole lot more. In this episode, we're talking about how to navigate in, out, and use your local farmer's market. With me again is a registered dietitian, certified health coach with the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan group, Grace DeRocha. It is so good to see you again. Always good to see you. I love this topic. Uh, you do. So do. you're going by, you see a new farmer's market, uh, you're not intimidated. I am a little bit. So if it's one that I haven't been to ever before, I get a little bit intimidated. The ones I go to regularly kind of know the farmers. I know what they usually have. Yeah. I feel very comfortable there. But when I'm trying a new one, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little nerve wracking. You don't really know what they have. It's kind of a big space. Yeah. There's lots of different farmers. Is there an official definition, really? Because they don't tend to be the pop-up stands that we may see when we go, you know, we're driving from Northville to Celine or something, and there they are. Right. No, I love those. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So farmers markets are identified as a public place where farmers usually go to provide produce or sell different things that they grow yeah. for the public. And I find it interesting that communities are designing their downtown spaces yes. to accommodate, even when new construction comes in, you know, Royal mm-hmm. Oak or someplace wants to build condos, they always say, well, wait, we have to leave a space for our farmer's market. It's that important. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because in Michigan, we have over 340 farmer's markets which is a lot. Yeah. And Michigan has 10 million acres of farmland. So almost 50,000 different farms in Michigan alone. So there's a lot out there and a lot of different yummy goodness that we can enjoy. Well, and you know, it seems to me that this whole idea of design and allowing us as families with kids, grandkids to walk to a place, because you do see a lot of strollers. I mean, you see families, they grab a coffee or a cider and they're picking up produce. It becomes kind of a hangout and also becomes a place to get goodness. Yeah, I think it's a great, like, yeah, family fun event, community building. Yeah definitely economically helping the local farmers. So it's a definitely a nice cyclic, you know, cohesive, good thing for where you live. So I think one of the things that I've noticed when I go is I'm not quite sure what the season is. Like I was asking you off <laughs> mic a few minutes ago, is it asparagus season? And you're like, I was like no, <laughs> no, that's the spring, right? So now I know. But there is such a thing as a crop calendar. Yes, there right? is. And we do, we have one on ahealthiermichigan.org, which is our, okay. you know, Blue Cross's health and wellness website. But it's very interesting because when you buy in season, You're getting it fresher, and it's more nutrient-dense, not to mention just getting it from the farmer's market anyways. But trying to stay in season, I think, can help with meal planning, help with budgeting, and it tastes delicious. So do you have a uh, MO when you go into a a farmer's market? Like, do you go and do a a swoop around just to see what's there? Do you buy stuff right away? How do you do it? So it depends. There's a couple of different ways I do it. One, I usually always, this is a good side tip, is always whatever farmer's market you go to, 
take a walk around to see what each farmer has and kind of like what they're selling it at. Yeah. So you can kind of budget accordingly. And then, so I do it one of two ways as far as meal planning goes. I either go to the farmer's market without a meal plan and kind of get inspired by what there is, what's available, and then buy a few things and make the meal plan from that. Or sometimes I go in with, you know, some of our family favorites, like this one acorn squash recipe I have is delicious. So I know that my family will eat that and they like it. So I might go in knowing that I want that and then get those. But trying to keep an open mind to kind of meal plan either way. Mm -hmm. And when do you go? Like, is there a time of day? Are you trying to find bargains or how does that work for you? So another side tip. So if you want like the best and freshest, go first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Usually they're a little bit less busy because no one wants to wake up that early. Yeah. And you can get everything that you need. If you want to go later in the day to kind of barter and budget with the farmers because they don't want to take anything back. They want to be able to sell it all, give it to the community, hopefully have people enjoy it and buy it. But then you have a little bit of leeway at the end of the day where you might be able to get a little bit of a bargain, barter a little bit, get a combination of things. Mm -hmm. So kind of play with that. I think one of the biggest aha moments when I would bring our kids is you see more dirt on stuff, right? Because you get used to this very cleaned up, everything is stacked the right way. I mean, there are people who do nothing but restack the apples. Yeah, it's like literally like a food display person. Yeah. Right. So this is funny. My grandson, who's now eight, he and his buddies are with my daughter, Tiffany, and she picks an apple off the tree not too far from the house. They were all like in wonder. You mean that's, (laughs) that's, they come with leaves on them? (laughs) Uh, You know, but it's so cute because you do get sterilized when you go to the grocery store only. And when you go to a farmer's market, you're seeing it closer to the way it's coming out of the ground or off of a tree, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oftentimes they pick it that morning. Yeah. You know, so it's super fresh. And I think it's good for kids to see. I always tell people this. Oftentimes in a grocery store, they've polished it. They've picked out the quote-unquote bad ones that don't look a certain way. You know, things that what I call like ugly produce still are delicious, still are nutritious, still have a lot to offer, and we should enjoy those too. And well, oftentimes you see those. I have food. found, uh, and I guess this is a good time of the year to talk about apples, right? Yes, but I absolutely. have found even when you go to an orchard or to a farmer's market, you'll find the ugly ones, bruised or slightly whatever, right. off in a special basket. Because if I'm going to slice apples and just put cinnamon and something on it yeah. and bake it, I don't really care if the skin looked a little darker there. You know, what do I care? Right. So it depends what you're using it for. Yeah. Apple orchards this time of year is the best. I think in Michigan, we grow about 16 different varieties. Wow. That's actually, how do I know that? I know that. That's true. (laughs) Well, it's your your job. It's your (laughs) job, right? Yeah. But I think it's super interesting. We are actually the third largest producer of apples in the nation. So like apple orchards, and they have pumpkins, they have baked goods, they have... yeah. Donuts. Cider. Ciders and donuts. <laughs> right, right. In moderation. In moderation. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that word, yeah. But like they even have winter squashes that are available. Oftentimes they have, I mean, there's a variety of things in season now. Cruciferous vegetables, cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower. Okay. Even some leafy greens, kale. 
Kale. Yeah. I make fun of kale. I like kale. It's all right. I mean, I don't eat it all the time, but it's just one of these things that seems to have caught fire. Yeah. But some of those things you're mentioning, and that would include, uh, what, also potatoes or... Yep, potatoes, They may be tumors. a little dirty at a yeah. farmer's market because they Carrots, literally parsnips. just got them. Yeah. yeah. They literally pick them out of the ground. So I'm glad. So definitely wash your produce carefully. But what's also nice, I think, about a farmer's market when you're bringing your family or grandkids is they'll let you try anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, you've never had a parsnip. Do you want to try this? And they'll let you have a bite right there. You know, the biggest thing that I have found when Susan and I go either collectively or individually is going to the farmer's market almost sets the agenda for dinner. And then you figure out, is there a meat that's supposed to go with it thing? Mm-hmm. Instead of working it from reverse, like, what are we doing tonight? Right. Well, yeah. you find all the vegetables and you say, you know, what we can do with this. We'll put a chicken in the pot and we'll put in yeah. all the carrots and parsnips or whatever. And then we're done. It's like, it's great inspiration for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think people realize that sometimes at farmer's markets, you can get eggs and different meats, mm. honey, dairy. Mm-hmm. There are other things available right. that you might not realize are there that you can also pick up while you're there. Sometimes you'll see art, right? Yeah, Some absolutely. crafts. You'll see little animals for right. the kids. You'll see. So that's why I think they've turned out yeah, to be such salsas, a cool thing. jams, yeah. soap. I see people making soap, yeah. <laughs> plants, herbs and spices. We, you know, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. So the idea that you're going to a farmer's market, complete trust in the notion that this is coming from a farm, mm-hmm. local farm, right? You're also meeting people maybe of even multiple generations yeah. who have been doing this a long time. Yeah. And the farmers are so great. They'll talk to you about anything. They'll give you, you know, their favorite recipe idea. If you have questions about how they grew something, you can ask, is this pesticide free? Is this chemical free? And three out of four farmers are growing, you know, organically. Mm-hmm. So it's also nice to kind of know. Yeah. And when you go, do you find that you're buying, are you tempted to overbuy or are you tempted to really buy just what you need? It's like just-in-time delivery. It depends. Yeah. It depends. My husband would say I always overbuy. <laughs> But I I get so excited. Yeah. Well, and he's like, don't bring the wagon because then you're just going to buy everything. <laughs> That's a lot of Brussels sprouts, honey. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like how many can you use? Right? Yeah. But strawberries or apples, like this time, I, I would have to say apples are probably one of the things that I would buy over buy. Yeah. I love apples. And then yeah. how many can you eat? Like I had one for breakfast this morning again. Right. You can make apple pie overnight oats. You can have it as a snack. You can have it mm-hmm. in some, I mean, even some of your savory dishes, you can enjoy it. So Apples are a friend. But I think even if you do overbuy something, if you're getting a really great price, sometimes like you can cook it all, like all the Brussels sprouts, and then you can freeze some. So then you have it for a dinner for later. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is that potential as well. There's also a strange person. I'm, I'm saying this about a friend. <laughs> There's a strange thing that I, somebody I know likes to eat cold Brussels sprouts after they've been cooked. Just eat so them like right out of the salad? container. Well, no, just eat them. If they've been baked... And they've got a little Parmesan on to start. I mean, they are good cold. I'm lo- just saying. I love Brussels sprouts. Why so. freeze them? Just Baby eat them cabbages. later in the week. Yeah, I'm I'm in for any Brussels sprouts. All right, so encourage us this time of the year, if I'm going to a farmer's market, what would be the stuff that I should be tempted, my palate should be tempted by that I may not normally buy? Okay. Radishes? Poor rad. I feel like radishes get a bad rap. Do you like radishes? You know, it's funny you say that. I like them sliced. Yeah. Going back in my brain, my grandfather, my mom's dad, ate radishes with every meal. A little salt on the plate, he would dip it. Just eat it raw, mm-hmm. right? Well, because they're naturally a little bit peppery. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like they're great in a salad. And it doesn't have to be a lot. I feel it, but I feel like radishes don't get enough love. Right. Rutabaga, parsnips, those are definitely any winter squash, acorn, butternut, pumpkin. Enjoy those. And let's talk about pumpkins because we see them everywhere. Yes. Not just the pumpkin farms, because they, obviously you can go cut one off right, the right. stalk with your kids. If I'm thinking of making a pumpkin pie, I don't necessarily want the pumpkin that's the big one that I'm going to carve yes. for Halloween, right? Yeah. So I tell people if most of the time, if I'm going to use pumpkin pumpkin and not in a can, mm-hmm. I buy a pumpkin pie pumpkin is what they're called. They're smaller. Okay. They're a little bit more <laughs> workable. You know, they're not yeah. this huge, big thing. And they're naturally a little bit sweeter than the big pumpkins. I feel like sometimes the big pumpkins, and oftentimes we're talking about pumpkin spice and not pumpkin, because pumpkins don't really have that much of a flavor. Right. They're, you know, like a lot of the winter squashes, there's a, a touch of sweetness and some heftiness to it, kind of like that. It could be sweet or savory. Yeah. But pumpkin pie pumpkins, the smaller ones that you can get at the grocery store or at your pumpkin patch or apple orchard, those are the ones that you want to cook with. Those are the ones you want to roast. That's my recommendation. Mm-hmm. Do you people, roast pumpkin? I yeah. mean, I do it with squash, but I, I guess I've never done it with a pumpkin. So like if you've made pumpkin seeds, yeah. we have a pumpkin seed video coming out soon, actually. Oh. Shout out to the team. We just made that a couple of weeks ago. And so. that's not that hard. No. We've done that with the big pumpkins. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can yeah. make that big, little, but same with the small ones. But yeah, you can roast a pumpkin like you would any other squash Yeah. in the oven. You can season. I've totally cheated when I was younger before I had kids. I would roast a pumpkin and just like cut it and like eat it with cinnamon. Yeah. A little brown sugar. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. A little brown sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So let's talk about the notion that you've already pointed out. This is closer to the farm. Get it yes. right to your table. High quality, probably organic, but you're not seeing the signs everywhere. Right. It just is. Yeah. And again, you can talk to the farmer, ask them. This is actually a scary slash fun fact. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. That most grocery store items travel an average of a thousand miles to get to the grocery store. Wow. I'd have to say over the summer... I noticed that most by looking at where my blueberries were coming from. They weren't from up north Michigan. Mm -hmm. Apples, probably tomatoes in many cases, right? And a lot of South American produce and a lot. So nothing against it. But to your point, how far did it come? Right. Especially since we have so many farms and farmers here that economically and for like the nutrient density of that produce, we have in our backyard per se. Mm Mm-hmm. And what about the notion that we're able to do things where we're experiencing the taste? Because for a lot of kids, whether it's they didn't know that there are actually leaves on an apple, you know? Yes, exactly. But the taste of the food, when it's that fresh and you're making it at home, literally it could have been within that morning it was harvested or yesterday and you're already serving it tonight. And it's nice. There's like um, Kutchie Family Farms, which has actually their own building. Okay. And they were telling us that they pick the corn like first thing in the morning and that's what's out there. You know, everything that they pick, they pick that morning and brought to, they have a building for their farmer's market, which is kind of a nice thing. But yeah, I mean, thinking about that, you're getting it right off the stock instead of five days later. Is there anything better than Michigan sweet corn? I mean, just, uh, (laughs) you know, without butter. I mean, I literally just roast it or I've actually tried it raw and it depends on the variety. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's something to be said too about it does taste better, fresher, off the vine. Yeah. And knowing that it's chemical-free, pesticide-free, like you can actually taste it and enjoy it right there and then. 
And, you know, it's, sometimes it's so easy to talk about this idea that we're getting hooked on fresh produce, but I think, in my mind, getting hooked is a good way to look at this. Because once you taste something, yes. when you taste something in a good recipe that's kind of pure and simple and you think, oh, this is sweet corn and all I did was put a little dab of butter and, and I'm, I'm great – you, your taste buds adapt to these really fresh-tasting foods, which is it, a benefit. It tastes different. I, I had a friend recently tell me that they had an organic carrot for the first time, and they're like, it reminded me of, like, carrots I had when I was young that I haven't had in a long time. Yeah. Like, it was sweeter. It was crunchier. I was like, I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. So everything doesn't get bred out of it. Right. Right? It's yeah. not traveling so far. It's not taking five days to get in. We're not being picky about how it looks. Mm-hmm. What else have you found in your personal experience? Your kids are involved in going to your farmer's market oh, when you go? absolutely. Yeah. One, I make them help me now. But two, again, it helps them be a part of that process to try new things, to be adventurous when it comes to different foods, try new flavors. And then I can say, Kalea, Tommy, you picked out that kohlrabi. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> it sounded funny when you said it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's definitely an experience and it helps them to try new things. Because at the end of the day, we want them to be healthy adults trying, you know, eating their fruits and vegetables. Yeah. I always tell Tommy, he's four. Honey, no one's going to marry you if you aren't going to have a little bit of broccoli. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so That's he, some pretty heavy mom guilt right he there. He has a girlfriend that yeah. he tells me he's going to marry. So sure. we have to make it really clear. Sophia's not going to want to marry you. Yeah. You don't have some broccoli once in a while, bud. <laughs> so do you can <laughs> man, do you can things? Do you save? I do a little bit. So yeah. I will be honest, I usually will cook things and make things. Like I say, cook once, eat two or three times. Mm -hmm. And then I freeze it like as a meal. Okay. So I was telling you I made a pot roast today and it was a big one. So I know we probably won't eat it all within this week. So I will freeze half right away so it's already cooked. So I don't have to go through that process again. But cook once, eat many times. But you're so you're a busy mom <laughs> and you've got this is a slow cooker, not an Instapot. Yes. And you were throwing in, I'm assuming, vegetables with Yeah. Yeah. Carrots, potatoes, onion, celery. All of which and you, all of those are in season right now. Right. You could have been possessed <laughs> to get at your farmer's market, Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't it sad in Michigan? And I you know, I assume as you go south of the Ohio River where temperatures are different, it's a right. whole different story. It's kind of sad when the farmers markets kind of go away. It signals to in my mind, yeah. like, oh, we're really, it really it's a slippery slope now, kids. Yeah, it's gonna snow yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But the nice thing, though, honestly, is that there are so many things still available, mm -hmm. and that does last into November. Yeah, I think like most farmers markets, apple orchards are definitely open. You know, through that time, so don't be shy about trying new things, getting out there, trying a new recipe. We have, I mean, I have a ton of recipes on the Healthier Michigan. And what would be your biggest aha moment of something we could find at the farmers market? What have you done with some kind of produce that would really just blow our minds. Oh, gosh. I brought it up earlier because it's literally what I make this stuffed acorn squash. It has farro and chicken sausage and apples and some vegetables. Oh, it's wow. really good. And it's pretty because then I serve it in the, like, half the acorn yeah. squash. And it's always a hit. It's always a hit because it looks pretty, but then it also tastes good. <laughs> That's and I'm using boring. very seasonal things. And so do you add any sweetness to it or is it just a um, season? So more of a savory dish, but okay. then like the apples and the yeah. squash are naturally a little bit sweeter. It's good. 
It does sound good. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a perfect thing for the season, too. Yeah, and farro is a fun grain, like whole grain that people don't really use often. So kind of they get nervous about that, but super easy. And tell me about the texture because I'm not um, familiar it looks with it. Like, you know what it looks like? A big rice puff. Oh, okay. But it's like, it's soft like a rice or like an orzo. Okay. But like a little bit puffier yeah. than that. Yeah. Well, that's a really good one. Yeah. And any other recipes we should be looking you know for? What? I would say I'm Filipino, so I enjoy bok choy often in, you know, Asian dishes, but I usually don't buy it, which is weird. And last time I was at the farmer's market, because I had a conversation with someone about this, I bought some and I we just grilled it and like seasoned it a little bit. Yeah. It was so good. Like it was a nice way to have a vegetable at a meal without having, I mean, all I did was clean it, cut it in half and we grilled it kind of. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen bok choy, but it's like yeah. leafy. Yeah. But it's. have you ever bought any? No. Nope. See, most people don't. Nope. Except my mom. <laughs> but now when you say grill it, you mean put a little oil on it? A so little it oil. Yeah. Yep. Salt, yeah. pepper, garlic. Beautiful. Yeah. So, and so easy. I like to make, I like to make it easy. Well, we want to encourage everybody that the ease of this, I know you've got to park the car and sometimes you do have to walk a little right. bit depending on which community this is in, but don't just go zipping by your local yeah. farmer's market. Really consider it this season. Absolutely. And I think what's important is maybe you get some steps in. Like there's a lot of benefits here. Try new things, mm-hmm. help you meal plan, you know, support the community, support your farmers. Lots of good reasons to go to your farmer's market. And for you and your family, you really are going from pick to plate. I mean, you really are getting it that close to yeah. when you're eating it. So I feel like we use that often, like farm to table. Yeah. But in this situation, it is real. And you will taste a difference. You pay extra for it sometimes at a restaurant because you, you think <laughs> or you know that that's what they're doing. Right. And here you can do it for your own family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. At restaurants, they'll list that, like the <laughs> right. different farmers that they worked with, which is great. Yeah. But you could also do it at home. Yes, you can. Well, thanks. You've given us some good tips, and we'll look for your recipes as well. Yeah. And don't forget, when you go, last time I was, even in uh, downtown Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in Shed Whatever, and, the, and they're having the farmer's market, and they had little pygmy goats. The kids were completely mesmerized, because when other time in the year, wherever else can you go, where you will find goats that look like a poodle. I mean, really, it so was just oh, uh, it was just an upside bonus. to, And I brought home a bunch of stuff. So it was <laughs> a good trip all the way around. Grace, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you. Grace DeRocher with us again. And listen, if you are in, uh, seeing any reason to be encouraged to go to a farmer's market, you've got to stop. I mean, you really just have to stop. And if you've never done this to begin something, you've got to start a new habit, right? So get out of the car or go walk over from your home and check out your local farmer's market. Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more, you can always check it out at ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast or leave us a review or rating on iTunes or Stitcher. You can get new episodes, even previous episodes. We've talked about all kinds of things that lead up to this notion of pick to play, but you know, you can pick up episodes of uh, uh, processed foods about how to cook different foods, why they're so healthy. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Have a great day.